0: Hello, you're listening to mock footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Oh man, whew,
1: it is good to be back, right? I'm home! I, I enjoyed our stay over at Artificial Ghost Radio, but I, it's good to be out of space for once, you know?
2: Yeah, it's just you and
1: me. It's just you and me. We're not haunted anymore. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Joe Langlois, and this week we will be discussing the Goonies.
2: My name is Ray Girosso, and I don't know anything about gremlins. <laughs> Ooh.
1: What? what? Who is... Th- Oh hi, Ronnie. Ronnie's it's, here.
2: It's, <laughs> Why are you haunting
3: us? I'm haunting you. I just you you said you you hadn't been haunted anymore, and you know who you knows. Thought if, you would
1: just like mess with I us thought, a little
3: bit. I thought I would come in in uh under this sheet. Um, it <laughs> it is a teenage teenage mutant ninja turtles bedspread. Um, uh, that I have cut holes in, so it's not really the best ghost costume. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> but you know we're doing it's it's quarantine we're doing the best we have with what we've got out yeah here, you know what i mean yes, absolutely mm-hmm. um, honestly
2: i really appreciate you coming in haunting us because i kind of did miss that feeling yeah, yeah it looks you know? like
1: it looks like uh ronnie got caught up in the gummy works of the of the galactic war yeah yeah and- I,
3: I i was we were over at cryptid keeper and uh you know it's I, I said, you know, when because of course the only book anyone has ever read is Harry Potter. Um, when I threw the flu powder down, I said, "Ending pending," and it came out. Uh, and I, yeah. you know, it it just spit me mm-hmm. out here. It spit me out here, and oddly enough, it brought me with my TMNT bedspread, which I of course bring wherever I go. It's my it's of my course. safety blanket, literally. It's very um, good.
2: I'm sorry you cut holes in it, unless it's a normal thing you do.
3: Yeah, no, I, I typically don't, but I think it's worth it for this. A good, good goof. Is this a yeah. good, good goof, Makla? It's a great yes. goof. It's a really
1: worthwhile goof.
3: <laughs> is this <laughs> is this metaphorical hole in my metaphorical cheat a good, good goof?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes. as I said, we're here to discuss the Goonies today, which is something I've been looking forward to for a long time. Um, Ray, why don't you go ahead and... Tell me everything you
2: know about it. Very excited for this. So, very excited. Um, I'm very not prepared. I'm going to be honest with you. But my first thought about the Goonies was, it's It Light.
1: It? Mm. Like yeah. the Penny, Pennywise the, clown the, movie? the
2: Pennywise, yeah. It's It Light where like five friends find out that there's a terrible creature. In this case, it's like a gremlin okay. in their treehouse.
3: It's great because, like, sometimes you go to the store and you you want it regular, but it's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> uh-huh. And you know, you, you know that you could, you know you could play it on the TV as well. But but they have it light, which is you can't play it on the TV. It's only a mobile console. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you can you know spend a little less money and use that extra money to buy Animal Crossing. Yeah, so I far, really like
2: their. Um, sorry,
1: Joe. Well, I, I was just gonna say that so far now. You haven't gotten too deep into it, but what you're describing to me sounds more like... Um, you know how Bully is basically the T-rated version of Grand Theft Auto? Uh-huh. It sounds to me like you're describing the, the T-rated version of
2: Alien. Oh, no. Don't Don't take me there. We're done... The Galaxy Warp took us out of that, finally. (laughs) No more space. Go go back. (laughs) Throwing a hard line in the sand. No more space for a while. Mm -hmm. I did Mm want to make a little joke about Ronnie's, um, It Light. I need to tell you both are all explode. That's not... Okay. (laughs) Um, I like how It Lights... (laughs) It Lights, uh, tagline is, Be Pennywise by It Light. Uh, Yeah,
1: it's... It's incredibly confusing, Uh, which is probably because it
2: sounds like a beer
3: (laughs) (laughs) but it's definitely not they sell it next to the Mario's and they, they couldn't do that
1: I, so I, I understand your strategy now, Ray. You're just gonna keep like spitting out bits, so you don't have to tell me any details about the plot of this movie. Can you no, tell me about no, no, nah, nah,
2: nah, <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. Let me tell you. Which about honestly the is a very good strategy because uh,
3: your your good guest ghost <laughs> guest ghost, uh, your good guest ghost Ronnie will bite on literally whatever bit. he can possibly. <laughs> <laughs> But and that's won't. exactly I what won't. I needed. No, Ray, stop stalling. What is this movie?
2: Okay. Five friends, it is exactly what I said, five friends discover that there are gremlins hanging out in their treehouse, they decide to confront them, they call themselves the Goonies, the kids, they're the Goonies. Mm-hmm. That's their team name, Go Goonies. Hashtag Go Goonies. Yeah. And Do they say that? When, is that
1: what they're like? Go Goonies!
2: Mm-hmm, that's the tag, that's <laughs> their, their phrase. All right. <laughs> and once they get to the treehouse, they get transported to a weird Muppet land where they're 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 still kids, but uh, like everything else is Muppet creatures, including the Gremlins. Mm. And they have to like go on this like mini adventure to to not kill the Gremlins, but talk to them and be like, "Hey, that, stop!" That, that took a
3: real turn. I gotta say, Ray. Um, the Gremlin characters are they are they Muppet characters in the real world too? Are they like- so
2: no, okay. in the real world, they're like man, like six foot tall, like, grem- like gremlin creatures with like snouts, and they're terrifying. Of course, and so you having only a see really like hard two hard of them.
1: Visualizing, like you- you're saying, okay, so it's a six foot tall creature. Is it on all fours?
2: No, it's like hunched over. Uh, okay, wait, so it's hunched these, over these, and it's six like feet the- tall.
3: Are these like the Boboblins? Is that what they're called from Zelda? Oh
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They kind of look like that, except scarier, gotcha. uh, like, more like realistic. Like from Zelda. Yeah. Yes, thank you, <laughs> You're a real gamer here. <laughs> um, and so yeah, they they look like the Moblins. They're very scary and up close. We only get like flashes of them. We never get to see them in their full form because it would be very scary. And they're just like hanging out in the in the treehouse, and the kids are like, "That's our space. That's not very nice. We gotta tell them to leave." And so they start an expedition to their treehouse, and so they pack all their lunches. Mm-hmm. There's a grappling hook. There's it's a lot, it's- and they get to the treehouse. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: Is it anything like Pajama Sam?
2: I don't know what that is.
1: Oh, Ronnie, do you know what Pajama Sam is?
2: Y- is it like a put
3: put the purple car situation?
1: i in that same world
3: <laughs> what is happening
0: <laughs> <laughs> words is,
2: mean things is, is, i'm not is,
1: familiar is, with that but i think it is it's a it, pajama <laughs> sam is a computer game like mystery for solving for yeah, yeah for kids point and click
3: kind of thing yeah yeah Pup purple car is probably like a a math-based like inter like pre-k version of that
1: okay 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 uh that, okay, well, it's just giving me, like, for for a Pajama Fan, Pajama Stan, Pajama...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> for Pajama Sam fans out there, that's going to make sense, I think, because what Ray was describing was, like, fully in line with the aesthetic. Grappling hook, packing lunches, going to a treehouse to sure. make friends with, or in some way, get rid of the gremlin. Gremlins? None.
2: Gremlins. Now, do, there's do, at least two.
1: Six-foot-tall gremlins.
3: Yeah. Now, let's back up a little bit. Uh, can you tell me a bit about these
2: these goonies, the, this group of, yeah. Group of friends? Yeah, I think this is where the heart of
1: the movie is, is these, yeah. these, these vivacious characters.
2: Okay, there's Wilson, the leader. He has brown hair. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I
1: remember him. Listen, Just- it, it, it
3: makes sense because, like, I as a fan of TMNT, Leonardo is basically the leader, and the only thing interesting about him is that he has a blue mask. Yeah, like that's that's his identifying thing, and also uh-huh. he's the leader. So, like this this feels like very you know this feels like very in keeping. Yeah.
2: Um, there's, uh, Chris, who is, like, the, the second in command. He's the one with the grappling hook. He's the shortest of the group, also. Okay. But he's very feisty.
3: Okay. <laughs> he, just, he just happens to have a grappling hook? Like, what? He steals it from the shed. His steals parents' it.
1: shed. His parents' shed. So, is his, like, mom an inventor or something?
2: Or is his dad Batman? What's or is the-
1: he some kind of tinkerer?
2: Is he... F- he might be future Batman. Um, <laughs> no. Are there any sad. other fun
1: gadgets or is it just pretty much the
2: grappling hook? It's just the grappling hook, pretty much. And here's the kicker they never use it. Oh, no. no. Every, like they always try to use it, but instead they do something else every time, and they're never like sad about it. But we, as the audience, are like, "You're showing us the barrel of the gun, right, right, and you never shot the gun." It's a real That's, Chekhov's gun. It's a real Chekhov's uh, grappling hook situation. Chekhov's Chekhov's
1: <laughs> blank. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. God, why
2: are boys' names so hard? So
3: Wilson and Chris. We we are very familiar with them, of course. They're they are like the. The one and two in command, as you've told wow. us. Um, yeah. Now there's, you said you said that boys' names are hard. Um, mm-hmm. Is it just boys? Are there just no, boys in this
2: group? Uh, there's like five of them. the The, the only girl is Charlie. Uh, she's the most sensible of the group.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, and she is the one who like kind of rouses them together to be like, "Hey." This is messed up that these gremlins are in our house and also... Or our treehouse. And also, our parents will never believe us because this sounds weird. This sounds a little little bit strange. And we're kids. Like, she knows that kids aren't believed (laughs) often enough that they're just like, we just gotta do it.
1: Okay. Okay. And so, okay. And so, the gremlins... The gremlins have kind of a, a violent or aggressive in some degree presence at least for most of the movie right
2: it's ominous it's ominous. they never do anything overtly dangerous towards like the, mm-hmm. the goonies but they're just kind of in the way
1: <laughs> is there are there any other threats are there any other challenges like is the whole movie them just like trying to work up the nerve to climb the treehouse
2: no 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 i mean uh once they get to the treehouse they get transported to the Muppet land. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Remember I totally that part? That. No, I don't. I don't remember that part at all. <laughs> yeah, they get to the treehouse and they get transported to the Muppet land where everyone's muppet creatures except for the kids. Okay.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. And that's where the that's where the bulk of the movie takes place.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised I was surprised you I didn't get a reaction from the two of you. Maybe that part got skipped. But yeah, there's this is definitely like act 2 of the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Act one is just learning about the kids, the gremlins, their the fact that their parents never listen to them or love them. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's that's, fine.
1: That's a thing. That's just a thing for movies.
2: Yeah. That's just a thing for movies. They
3: have a difficult, complicated relationship with their parents and what their parents want them to do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but once they get to the, the Muppet Land, there's no name. It's just this place.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They
2: keep calling it this place, and there's never an official, like, name of it, even in outside sources. Well, what does it look like? I mean... It's a lot of rocks. Um, it's a lot of set pieces. You... Okay. I... (laughs) I... (laughs) Listener, I shared the episode
1: description for the Galactic Warp episode of Mock Footage with these guys before we started recording, and now I'm starting to think, Ray, that maybe I shouldn't have, because I think what you're doing is a lot of—oh no, a lot of this oh is heavily no. inspired by Labyrinth.
2: <laughs> oh no, is this Labyrinth? Am I actually making a Labyrinth? There's no magic, baby.
1: <laughs> nope. Well,
3: that's that's good. That's that we can scratch that off the list.
2: <laughs> David Bowington is not here. <laughs> oh no uh honestly, that's okay
1: that's okay maybe 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 it's a crossover
2: mm-hmm. uh, honestly mm-hmm. uh, a lot of this is being inspired by what i believe fraggle rock is i was and gonna I don't say know- <laughs> it
1: sounds a little
3: fraggle
2: rocky i don't know anything about fraggle rock aside from the fact that there's maybe like stones everywhere and muppets i mean yeah.
3: rock is right in the name so you, you bully you're 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 on your way there um <laughs> So, so to to carry off a little bit of what Joe was saying, the the mm-hmm. direction I feel like Joe is getting at, we are basically these Goonies are looking to get the the Gremlins out of their treehouse, and in doing so, fall into this this other world, this place. Um, is that the only motive? Like, is it intentional that they go here?
2: Is it mm. accidental? Uh, it's accidental because they hang out in this treehouse all the time, so they're not really sure how they got there. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we ever get our
1: time. It's our time in here, right?
2: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's what they say. Oh God, this is Charlie, you goody.
1: (laughs) Classic. Classic. Um, Ray. (laughs) Yes uh i did also want to ask uh considering the time that this movie came out was there any important music uh like anything that really stuck out to you i swear to god if you make me say david bowie (laughs) again
3: right no one can make you do anything if you want to say david bowie it's
1: it's if david bowie's in the movie you have to tell us about it but if he's not in the movie that's fine too
2: um i don't know when was bicycle by Queen out uh probably before this. Uh, Maybe, when...
3: but that's how time works. It would have to come out before the movie in order to be in it.
1: Is there a, are there are there any bits of the movie that have to do with bicycles?
2: Uh, yes, that's why I mentioned. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Can you tell Goonies, me about that
1: scene? The bicycle scene. There's an opening scene,
2: scene with uh, the Goonies on their bicycles in like a motorcycle formation, just okay. going down the street, and you can tell they're very tight knit. And loving group of friends they're a bad squad, <laughs> they're a bad squad, yeah um um our house is featured in this movie, okay, I can see that, yeah, I mean, I remember that, and it plays during like a montage, because like the house is the tree house, it's a metaphor, mm-hmm. right
3: mm-hmm. so what so like let's let's you know play screenwriter a little bit here what so the gremlins inhabit the treehouse what is the danger that would be if they just allowed like the gremlins to like be there like well would they i just think... go away like is or or would they like maybe like you know they would just repossess the treehouse and now it's theirs now and, and the kids have to find another house another place to live play um hangout.
2: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the tension comes from the fact that the kids don't know anything about the gremlins and just kind of, a, because they look scary monst- and monstrous, they assume that mm-hmm. they're bad, but at the end we learn that they're not and they're just kind of lost and they help mm-hmm. them out, but throughout the movie the, the whole thing is we gotta get rid of the, these gremlins, they're, they're bad, and no one ever addresses the fact that why are they bad until the end mm-hmm. when they finally see the the the, the, the gremlins. It's the word. Sure. Are there any there's, of the... there's a lot of othering and fear involved for the kids. And sure. once they get to know the gremlins, they're like, oh, yeah, this is fine. So
3: tell us about that journey, I guess. What like like they're just all of a sudden in this world. What are some of the adventures and hijinks that they go on to have their kind of like, you know, come come to gremlin moment?
2: Hmm. Well, the first thing they run into is a village full of wolf people, and they're all little puppets—wolf puppets. Wolf puppets. Mm. And at first, the kids are like, "Are these wolves?" And then they're like, "No, they're not. Mu- they're yes, they're wolves." They're they're, they're they're addressed as wolves. They're never right. addressed as muppets and puppets. I'll make that clear right now. Okay. Um they're like, but, oh my I, god, there are wolves here.
3: I will just say that really takes me out of it whenever I watch Sesame Street and every time Big Bird comes on screen, they're like, You're not even a real bird, you're a Muppet. <laughs> you're, like, a bird,
1: so, you're a bird. You're a bird puppet. You're a <laughs> yeah. puppet. What are you doing I, I, here? I don't know why, like, I wish more. Muppet Media would just kind of <laughs> lean in and like suspend right. their disbelief, but it's exactly. like every movie you watch with Muppets in it, they're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're just a you're just a little garbage man puppet." I watched okay.
3: I watched a Muppet Christmas Carol the other day, and they was like, "Please, can I have Christmas off?" And he's like, "You're a Muppet. You do whatever you want. You like do I, don't, I don't, you, you like, don't
1: matter. Like <laughs> don't 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 even work. To you're made you're not felt. gonna die. You're you're yeah. made of felt. Like, you're you're not.
3: You're, you don't have a life. Like you are not <laughs> extant. Like what are you talking about?"
2: the energy of of realism is very uncomfortable right anyway, now <laughs> so they
1: wolves. encounter these wolf puppets
2: <laughs> they're just wolves they're wolves <laughs> they're in this just one, wolves right. oh i'm sorry
1: right, in this right, one right. they're just wolves
3: they really it, this is the point at which they really were like hey let's just let's go all in on on yeah. the muppets being real kind of thing
2: mhm right and the wolves they help out the wolves like farm at first, they're, they, they're, like, sneaking around this, this the town to be like, are these wolves out to eat us? You know, because fairy tales have taught us that wolves are going to eat us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they realize that the all the wolves are vegetarian and are farming. Oh, and, my God. I love these wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and they decide to help the wolves and ask for directions to get to the gremlins. And they're like, yeah, it's over that way, to the north, so past the
1: mountains. The whole movie, then, is kind of about, like, like having fear of the unknown and then realizing that that fear is misplaced.
2: Yes. And thank and... you for articulating that.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the gun and like all of that stuff and the, you know, the fratelli's the criminals. Yeah. Uh, like all, I'm interested
2: all of them. in that. Well, I thought that the <laughs> musical number in the prison about the gun was really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> The, the whole song revolves around how, so the kids are going through a prison, right? And it's not like they're in jail. They're just walking through prison to get to the other side so they can pass through the mountains. It's like a checkpoint. In, in Muppet Land, right? In Muppet Land. Okay. And all of the, these prisoners are, like, talking about this gun, and then they start singing about this gun that they need to get so they can get out. And it's just right. a little violent,
3: Right. It's it's a little violent, but it's very reminiscent of Sondheim's Assassins for me, where it's like the oh, yeah the worship and obsession of the gun is very much a satire in itself. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. That as children, you know the, the you know the the, the
1: the kids seem to respond to that at all. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I think this
2: is the scariest part for the kids.
1: Well, well, and that's what I was gonna. Well, that's that's weird because the way. The way what I was thinking is the way that you've just framed it, or you, that you just said is framed, is that it, the the movie doesn't treat this particular scenario as scary as they enter it. Like they just mm-hmm. go into the prison, they just walk through, no big deal, and then it gets scary. Yeah, like this is the one thing that they're not scared of at first, but maybe should have been.
2: Yes, and so like that's this, interesting. this is this is not the climax, but this is a turning point for the kids sure. as they realize, hmm maybe we need to rethink what we rethink our views on the world
1: right yeah also ronnie i want to say that was a incredibly thoughtful um like a little analysis you did of a thing that's completely made up just now and i appreciate yeah. that oh thank you thank you yeah <laughs> yeah that was the, i love assassins so very good um
3: so to, to talk about i guess you know as, as we i have some more questions of course uh but as we get to like You know, there's some journeys they go on, some some friends they meet along the way. Do you think that like, is it kind of like the the treasure was the friends we met we we made along the way kind of scenario? Um.
2: Yeah, kind of. There's no like material possession that they obtain. Mm. Yeah.
1: What's the what is the resolution? What is the what happens with? You know, so, they set off on this journey to to basically evict these gremlins or
3: right. fight yeah. them off or whatever. It sounds like, this sounds like kind of like an, an extermination tale is what you're telling us of just like kind of a very colonialist approach to, hey, oh, get that's off. That's where it starts. Yeah.
2: Um. So what's great about the ending is that it m- mirrors the... So, okay. All right. I have a lot to say right now. Okay. Get ready. Please, please, please. The gremlins are aliens and their ship is broken. Okay. Okay. Hmm. next i thought they okay need-
3: just real quick we we are not in space
2: yeah
1: <laughs> okay. i you recoiled against the idea of space and aliens i
2: know i did that but i'm i'm double backing <laughs> double downing on space okay They're, we're not in space we're in a different land still this place this uh, place, right, which the is, gremlins yeah. are aliens and they need help fixing well, their ship. I
1: mean, maybe they're maybe they're like interdimensional aliens, not so much sure. as space. That aliens. would make
2: more sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's they're what... interdimensional aliens. Uh, the kids confront them, like, "Hey, why were you at the treehouse? Get out of here!" Uh, and then they talk, and we get a, a mirror of the it, it mirrors the the montage we get of the kids farming with the wolves, where they're like fixing the ship. And, like, Mm -hmm. gathering parts, and it's very good and wholesome, and, like, they make friends with the gremlins a little bit, and then the gremlins go on their way. Go home. It's interesting, usually when when something draws a parallel
3: in a movie, it's to a point that is at the beginning, but what you've posited is that they mirror something that happened maybe 10 minutes before uh, in this plot line? It's like 30. Okay, okay. Listen. The start of the real movie for me is meeting the wolves. Okay, right. that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we've heard about the wolves. We've heard about the gremlins. One of my favorite characters is the sloth. Um, uh huh. What I don't, you don't have to speak directly to the sloth, but what is, you know, what are what are some of your favorite characters that that pop up outside of what we've already talked about?
2: Now I do have a question: Is the sloth the teacher that they talk about? You know, all in the a time? lot of ways, the sloth
3: does teach them a lot. Yeah. Um, okay specifically oh my god yeah, I, yeah there's so much that that, that is there it, it you know you could extrapolate
2: that a million different ways but i think so yeah i'm gonna learn a lot watching this movie aren't i, I? just um, what i
1: what I, I just remembered that the sloth exists um, sure yeah and i and the 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 parallels between the sloth and the the gremlins that Ray has yeah. described as uh, right is right. blowing my mind a little bit, right? And, and
3: and the issues with the gun and all
1: and it's, yeah, it's, exactly.
3: I mean, honestly, when it comes to the sloth, you know, the movie really shows its age a little bit. Yeah, um, it's yep. it's maybe maybe doesn't hold up as well. But I mean, the sloth is still managed to be such a beloved character. Yeah. Um, that
1: you know it, it's. What what's your favorite uh line from The Sloth, right? I mean, there's so many like good ones to choose from my yeah, Oh, Yeah. Oh, it's it's the most quotable character.
2: Uh my favorite line from The Sloth is that's not a kissy face.
0: <laughs>
2: hmm. <laughs> a, I mean
3: I mean I do. One of one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the sloth kiss, and so that that is a good build up to
1: it. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh. Oof. I think it's about time for us to take a popcorn break. Um. Do you have anything else that you want to get through, Roddy? Um.
3: I think that uh. I think that we have we have covered. I mean, if if. You know the. I guess just to ask, what is your you know favorite set piece of the movie? There, you know, as we go through mm. this world, there are so many. I feel amazing, like there's one obvious mm. right answer. There's one but... very obvious one that is kind of like where they put the budget of this movie, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite.
2: Uh, my favorite is the tree that they sleep under uh, for a shelter one night, and it like its its branches come down and curl around them in mm. like a hug. It was very extravagant, but yet yeah, so simple. Tree hug. Tree hug. Tree house. Mm. Tree hug. Tree house. Tree
3: gremlins. Which, of course, was no. The there, original- were there were two. There were two. There
1: two gremlins. <laughs> Not tree. Not tree Not gremlins. Tree. Only two of them. Not tree gremlins.
3: I'm
2: sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry for that terrible joke.
3: <laughs> well, of course, there were there were there were two gremlins, and then. You know their gremlin mom was back uh
1: yeah yeah Gremlin mom momlin, yeah. uh, and, uh, and i mean obviously she was the scariest one of them
3: yeah oh yeah and, and you could tell that the other gremlins were kind of just you know w- w- like w- what do you think about that family dynamic right <gasps> <What? laughs> Yeah. I
2: think it'll sum it up in uh, my favorite line from the movie. It's not, that's not a kissy face. It's from the gremlins before they leave. Well, that was I your think, favorite sloth line. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line is, hey, kids, always be afraid of your mom.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that is, that really well, sums up the, and, and, and she really gets hers, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's yes. a real redemption tale.
1: <laughs> With that fear uh securely fastened in my heart, I think it's time for us to eat some popcorn and watch the Goonies. Let's Please. It's time once again for a word from our sponsors. Thank you again to Lunar Light Studio for hosting us and for being our podcast family. We're going to take this opportunity to explore a couple of the podcasts here on the network a little bit closer. First, I would like to tell you about Whatcha Call It. Whatcha Call It is a conversational free-form comedy podcast where two friends talk about whatever is on their minds. Join Brit and Reed as they get together to discuss current events, pop culture, or any other nerdy thing that comes to mind new episodes available every other tuesday on lunar light studio or wherever else you might get your podcasts what you call it your belly button is your old mouth and i wanted to tell you about that one specifically uh completely self-interested i want you to go listen to the april fools episode of that because me ray and our friend terrence from gaming new horizons took it over during the april fools galactic warp and we had a riot uh, we talk about family and we talk about TV shows and it's just a just a silly little conversation and it's a lot of fun. So I, I hope you go over there and enjoy it. And then I hope you enjoy the rest of the show because I was getting through the backlog and it's very good content. It's especially good for having on in the background during chores and stuff like that. I would highly recommend what you call it. And next I want to take a look at badvertising. Badvertising as kind of the opposite energy of what you call it. <laughs> um, it's a podcast wherein the hosts are ad executives who take your favorite brands and then create a product and a viral ad campaign that will be sure to end in failure. It's hosted by Penny Parker, Blue Lennox, and Haley Rose, who you may recognize from the most recent episode of Mock Footage. Uh, and it airs every other Monday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you might get your podcasts. Bad advertising. Your dissatisfaction guaranteed. And I wanted to tell you about that one specifically because Ray and our friends Marble and Mars from Deck of Friendship took over that show during the Galactic Warp. And it is a riot. It's So if what you call it is good for having on while you're doing chores, uh, to keep you company while you're, while your hands are busy... This is what you listen to after that because there there is lore in bad advertising. Um, it's not all just goofs. there's a storyline and um, it, it gets so wild and so raucous that you you've got it you gotta dial in. Um, but man, it's worth it. So bad advertising is is what you should listen to. <laughs> That's my suggested listen order. Finish this episode, then do your dishes while you're listening to what you call it and then listen to bad advertising. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. Let's get back into the into the rest of the episode here. You know what? I think that that movie was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I
3: I agree with um, Jewel. No, but, Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany, I think it is. No,
2: no.
1: The
3: performer of that song,
1: uh, not Evanescence, as Google would have me believe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Excuse you. Okay, that's what I thought. It's Cindy Lauper. Is it Cindy? Cindy? It sounded yeah. like Cindy. Yeah, Tiffany, I believe,
3: is a made-up um, singer from Full House.
2: Oh, okay. In, right. in lieu of Cyndi Lopper, Cindy Lauper, I'd believe Cindy. that. Yeah, Tiffany Hopper. What'd you think, Ray?
1: Yeah, we watched a movie.
2: I- Yeah, I thought it was good enough. (laughs) That's it. This is the podcast. (laughs) No, I thought it was like six movies in one, but it also took hold of my heart and said big hug. What's weird to me is that like, at least, at
1: least structurally, your movie was in this movie.
2: Yeah, that's the weird part. (laughs) There,
1: There was more to it, but yours was
3: in here. I mean you without any prompting at all went right to uh grappling hook. Yep.
2: Yeah <laughs> I really didn't expect the grappling apparel.
1: hook you two. Pinch's apparel to. Pinches apparel Pinches Apparel.
2: Oh god, Pinches Apparel when I scream. Uh it was I like it. It's a good movie. It good. was a fun little romp in the seaside town of Goon.
0: Astoria
3: the uh, the so the the name goonies i don't I don't know how close it comes through in the movie or if there's even like more than one line. The area in which they call the their neighborhood is called the Goondocks. yes, mm, yes, so, I think they said that okay, so yeah. that that's where goonies comes
1: from. I, I've watched this movie over twenty times and oh, like that, if what
3: if, if it has been twenty five times for
1: me, that is probably an underestimate this uh this is the first time that I
2: picked up on. The, the origin of the name goonies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how i'm just baffled by the amount of movie you've watched for the goonies no wonder you both were quoting it by word the i mean, whole time without
1: it, like you know how you know how lately uh none of us have well i don't know i can't speak for ronnie but <laughs> speak for uh, me You know how I haven't had anything to do with my time at all? Have you been watching
2: The Goonies?
1: No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, that's what it was like when we were kids. Right, right. (laughs)
3: Like Before podcasting was invented, I had nothing to do with my life. Yeah. Um, And so I I spent all of my time watching two VHS tapes. One of them was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The other one is this movie. Um, And I i am glad to hear that you enjoyed it because i cannot approach this without bias like i yeah. cannot i can I, I cannot view it without mm-hmm. i guess that's the whole point is i cannot view it without the lens of nostalgia but yeah. it is it is crystalline in my brain <laughs>
1: <laughs> well um, really quickly uh, i'd like to run through the plot just real quick uh because it doesn't take a long time basically mikey Mikey Walsh and his band of Goonies or his little group of friends played played
3: by Sean Astin
1: played by Sean Astin is like 10 and uh, (laughs) basically his house and a lot of apparently a lot of the neighbors houses are all being foreclosed on because the richest guy in town Mr. Potter I mean uh, I don't know what the guy's name is actually but he's foreclosing on all houses so he can tear (laughs) them down (laughs) and build a golf course. Uh, and so this is like their last weekend in, in the goondocks in Astoria. Um, and they, and Mikey's dad is a museum curator and has a bunch of artifacts in his attic and they are messing around and they go open the attic and they find like a treasure map and a pie and they solve a pirate's riddle. <laughs> um, and, uh, they, hunt down the treasure of One-Eyed Willie, who was a legendary pirate that got lost in this area of the of New England. Um, <laughs> and they go through caves and tunnels and booby traps. And then meanwhile, they're being chased down by a band of criminals, the, the family, the Fratellis, who uh, they just cross paths. And it's just, I don't know, another layer of tension for no real reason other than to have it i guess Mm -hmm. um but uh there's there's pirate stuff there's skeletons there's a organ (laughs) made of bones (laughs) that Mm. makes the floor fall apart when you play the wrong note sure and they go through this whole thing and they find a treasure and then they escape the cave and they save the houses and that's that's goonies just realized that it's an organ made of bones which is yeah it's like it's kind of messed up. Yeah. Never, never clicked as a kid. Like well, I'm like, oh, that's I'm, cool, skeleton, organ. Right, and now right, I'm
3: like, right. no, but it's you're... also like bones and organs. You know, we're, that's, we're, a, that's we're a, a person. We're, we're, s- we're spin, you're playing
2: a person.
1: That's not that's people. That people went in to make
2: that. <laughs> also, weren't they like, the the pipes also made out of bone? Mm-hmm. Yes. that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Which, like, yeah. based on what they tell us, it's
3: like. When I Willie really killed his whole crew and then set up these traps, so that's like pirate bones. Yeah. That's like yeah. Jolly Roger
1: uh, fibios over there. Yeah. How many times during this movie did I say, "Oh, I love Sea of Thieves"? <laughs>
0: many like, times. Many times. <laughs> we said it at least
1: six it, times. It's it's weird because I never think of this movie as a pirate movie, right? Yeah. Because it's right. set in present day. Like it's you the, know the it, movie
3: the movie kind of kicks off with a skull and crossbones and
2: Ray right said
3: is it pirates and i was like i mean no <laughs> not
2: really <laughs> if this was a different movie if this was one eyed willie's movie it'd be pirates uh, right I, but it, it is pirates by the end of it
1: like everyone's yes. like the the criminals drop the gun and then they all have cutlasses and they're mm-hmm. like they make mm-hmm. people walk the plank and like it's, and it's cool it's cool
3: yeah it's it's they definitely the movie has many plots. The movie has many stories within it. The movie also has very many aesthetics. And uh-huh. the characters in the movie completely adapt to the aesthetic that they are in. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as uh as soon as they enter it. Whether it's, Speaking
1: you know, of aesthetic, I, I have mentioned it a couple of times, but I have to explicitly say that uh there is an album by the band Marianas Trench called Astoria and it, it, ha- it has many things behind it, but it, mm-hmm. if you look at the cover art alone, the whole thing is inspired by the aesthetics of this movie, um, and listening to that album gives me a very similar, like, feeling in my heart that I get from actually watching this movie. So, if you like this movie, I would recommend that album as well.
2: Aw, Joe, I like how you carried a little bit of Art Ghost with you. <laughs> <after> <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I'm still recovering, I'm still recovering from the Space
3: it came in behind me with the pipes that just yeah. a little bit of kids, like, <laughs> behind me as I was trying to get back. Um, uh. Yeah, this movie, I, I like this is my like vibe. Like this mm-hmm. aesthetic is like everything that I want to do in like creative space is like this, like early 90s, very like kids on bikes. I'm actually writing a campaign right now for the, the game kids on bikes and I, I am in love, like, in, in a way that I have not been in like, mm-hmm. any other game system before just because, like, Kids
1: on Bikes? You mean that yeah. scene that Ray perfectly called Shot for yes. Shot? Oh, yeah. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that scene, Kids on Bikes, that I've made.
1: <laughs> it's
3: just, like, this, like, I will never see... Never say never. I probably won't see it willingly. Sorry, it's never then, say die, Ronnie. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, never, I never say die. Thank Sean, you. Sean Haston would kill me. Um... <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah, they use the K word very frequently. Yeah, but oh, they kill, don't kill, say kill. die, right?
3: They and say even,
2: kiss all the time,
3: which is even like they don't even when he says that the girl says dead, and she and he's like Goonies never say die, and it's like yeah. I didn't, I didn't say die, I said dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like one of those like like Luke, I am your father. Like it, yeah. they, he doesn't say Luke, I am your father. It's no, I I am your father. whatever. Um, but anyway, all to say that this this like vibe of like. Like some people love like the 80s. Some people, I guess we're going to have a lot of nostalgia for like the early aughts. But like this 90s vibe is like square in like my sweet spot. Yeah. Because yeah. of this movie, I have to imagine. Because solely because mm-hmm. I've watched this movie so many times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was incredibly influential. And I forgot how much so mm-hmm. until watching
2: it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, the part at the beginning of the movie when i said joe i can see you take a lot from this movie every character is you (laughs) yeah (laughs) because every single character said things that i have heard you say before yeah
1: i i I resist that thought but i I can't argue against it
2: (laughs) i it's not good but it happens um i thought that the beginning of the movie was a little slow Compared yeah. to the rest of it, but I was yeah. sorely needed. Well,
1: that's the thing is when you think about Goonies, the Goonies, you think about like you think about them going through the tunnels and right. and like activating the booby traps, right. and then you watch the Goonies and like the first forty minutes, more than that, <laughs> it's like them just like trolling around town, mm-hmm. running into the criminals. Like, yeah, will they? Won't they? Explore the restaurant, like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, I do appreciate and, the like as much as it was very ham-fisted we talked about the uh, every piece of exposition existed in the same attic that they wandered into yeah oh yeah <laughs> um, well, that that was good because we didn't it was just like all at once an info dump I yeah. do feel like this movie could have really benefited from like a a voiceover like intro of like this pirate it would have like really added to the pirate aesthetic that are definitely
1: going mm-hmm. for I disagree um, I disagree think? I think I think it's I think this movie is fun. I think this movie is special mm. because I don't know what the production of it was like, but it strikes me. It seems like some it, it's it constantly flip flops between lines being delivered in a very stilted way in a very like. This is the line, this is the script. Like yes. when like like let's all swap words and say, Let's get out of here now. Right, like right, yes. <laughs> no. And there, that there isn't are a lot thing. of lines That's that just are, like, thing sitting, for the movie.
3: There's a lot of lines that are said in unison.
1: Yeah. And yeah. like it swaps between that, like say the line, okay, we're gonna roll the cameras and say the lines, kids. And then like in the very next scene, it feels like they don't have any lines whatsoever. And they're just like they're just going They're like, okay, <laughs> go, go be your character for a little while. Right. And it, it, the whole time that you're watching it, you're very aware that you're watching a movie. It, yes. it never mm-hmm. really completely sucks you in, but you're also just enjoying watching these kids be themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, it, it's not a, it's not a pirate movie. Like, yeah. It has a lot of pirate stuff in it, but a is it it is a movie about a little band of kids, which is like
3: which which strikes me as like I talked earlier about like how the characters just adapt to the aesthetic and how that might have been like a strange take. But it's like when I think about like riding around on my bike with my friends, if we happened upon like a spooky old restaurant, then we would, you know. Play spooky restaurant if we happen right. Upon like <laughs> what we could call A pirate ship or something like that we would play Pirates like, th- like mm-hmm. that it very much Feels like it might be playing On that vibe of like things Are going really wrong in the world which I don't know if you can relate to people but
0: <laughs> um,
3: And we're just gonna like we're, we're trying to fix it but at the Same time we're just gonna play in the space That we have right to enjoy Ourselves and not have to focus on The stakes that
2: are that are happening Aww, i really like that thanks
1: you saying "aww" also reminds me that there's a lot of really touching stuff in this movie yes like yeah, this there score it, there's a lot of overacting and, and a lot of overly melodramatic stuff with the score as well over like little speeches little monologues throughout the flick but mm-hmm. it it works every time mm-hmm. like uh, it, like Especially with, I think, about Chunk as somebody yeah. who overacts cons- consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a really good thing that he does. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's a point where he gets thrown into the backseat of a car with a dead body. A, a dead man who has been shot in the head. And he looks over at it and he just starts yelling. And he's got this big, goofy, like, scared look on his face. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Right. And... Like when you think about the fact that he's in the car, he's a little child and he's in a car with a yeah. dead man, that's yeah. not funny at all.
2: Right. But you the movie
1: plays it perfectly mm-hmm. and makes you like entertained and and in the moment.
3: There, There's there... a
2: lot of that.
1: Yeah. There's a version of this script that is a
3: straight up horror flick.
2: Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but I think what's great about that that part with the the body and everything it sets up for the more macabre aspects in the second half. Yeah. And we can just pass by it. Like the organ and yeah. the bodies with the dynamite and the candles. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that's just part of the world we're living in. Now. To the point
1: where Data has to say, I'm so tired of skeletons.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> um
1: one thing that I wanted to tell the both of you about this movie that I find very interesting is that it, it for a long time, in in my knowledge, it was the only movie that had a sequel, which is a video game. Yes. And this is very, no. this is a very particular memory for me. There is a game on the NES called The Goonies Two. There's no Goonies One video game, and there's no Goonies Two movie, mm-hmm. but it is a direct sequel. <laughs> yes. I think. Mm-hmm. I and I jo- in I, I it,
3: joked, I joked earlier. I don't know if it was like on recording or whether we watch the movie about like oh goonies the video game. it's like nope there is there is decidedly a very Mm -hmm. (laughs) very (laughs) infamous video game of the game
1: in it it's it's like a adventure game like where you like castlevania kind of where you like go Mm -hmm. around to different locations and you find items or whatever and you solve puzzles um in it andy is a mermaid and (laughs) there is a very specific this is all from like very faded memories, but there's a specific noise that happens when you open a door, when you go through a door, it goes like, I'll, I'll cut it in. But for me and my sisters, that noise was always Rectagon. And so <laughs> that, as a child, like made me start imagining what a Rectagon looks like. Cause mm-hmm. obviously it's a shape. Um, Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's this well, movie is attached to a lot of nostalgia for me, is basically my whole point.
3: I think (laughs) that's in keeping with a lot of the movie because as I watch this, me and Joe are, like, quoting it and, like, singing the songs in it. And, like, as I watch it back and think of, like, the things that I'm quoting, these are not quotable lines. (laughs) No! I was...
2: Oh these my are, God! These
3: are not lines that should like te- like stand the test of time, like the little girl <laughs> at the beginning who says like I want my bike, I want my bike, like <laughs> I want these- my bike, yeah. I <laughs> I think there is something about how these are a combination of like terribly overwritten line. I mean, I say terribly in in the sense of just like immensely overwritten lines, and just like off the cuff riffs that like kind of nobody really gave them enough guidance on. Yeah. that it's just like. When I hear, like, Mama, you've been bad, and hear her respond, Oh! Ah. <laughs> like, that is that is not a quotable line. That is not no. something that should withstand, but it is locked in my memory. Mm-hmm.
2: I wasn't kidding when I heard the two of you basically quote the entire script, <laughs> yeah. which Stop was it. very we impressive. That.
3: We didn't do it that much. There's just some lines.
2: But you did it and key points where I'm like, This shouldn't be, you shouldn't remember this.
3: What are you doing at the bottom of a well?
2: <laughs> stupid. Oh, those boys were stupid. I hated them.
3: They were very bad. They God. were very bad. Um, um, yeah. I mean, it definitely, like, there's, there's things about it that don't hold up. In like a problematic sense? Yeah. A little bit. There's a certainly bit. some some racial like stereotypes, and there are, you know, it's it's pretty ableist. That's like the primary yeah, yeah. thing um, mm-hmm. to, a, to a pretty stellar degree. Um but I it doesn't feel cruel in it. It it ex-
1: exactly. Like it I was I was actually surprised at how like I, th- I, I was expecting it to be worse than it was. Yeah. Um. Honestly, so w- we're talking about Sloth, and Sloth mm-hmm. is like it, an, an enormous man, and he's one of the Fratelli brothers. But he like is introduced to the movie. He's chained up in the basement like he's a monster, and he's his face is disfigured, and he is not some like. He had had some kind of developmental issues. Um, and that's not really ever explored other than to say that Mama Fratelli dropped him a couple of times, which doesn't really. Okay. I can't,
3: I never know if that's like just because she doesn't like him or if it's because that's what caused him to be disfigured. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they really want to rub in that. She's a bad mom. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that that that, was weird. She's been slapping and pointing guns at her children and she locked one of her sons in the basement. mm -hmm, Bad mom established. Like, (laughs) yeah,
2: it's fine. She's a bad mother. Yeah.
1: But Um, what they do do is very similar to Ray's plot. Actually, where like their first, their first encounter chunks. First encounter with sloth is like fear almost instantly that evaporates and like Mm -hmm. chunk like tries to start understanding sloth and they very quickly come to really have like really love each other like very quickly um and i i don't know it's it's it seems right because chunk is kind of the outcast of the goonies and sloth is kind of the outcast of the fratellis and they Mm -hmm. come together and have their own Mm -hmm. special bond
2: right so in some of the other movies that we've watched we've talked about how they're problematic and they're pieces of their time, but that doesn't excuse anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that's how it is and it sucks. I didn't get that feel from this movie. Um, it, it, none of it, and it never does, but in, it, it never felt, it never felt like anything was ill intentioned
0: mm-hmm.
2: with anything. It's just that's how it was. The only and thing that
3: felt like a little bit cruel was kind of the fat phobia directed at Chunk. Yeah. Uh, but, that was about it. But also, and, and this is not excusing it, of course, because the writers did this, as we talked about, Chunk is such a caricature of a human that you don't really, I don't know how much empathy you're expected to feel for it, like, which is also not good. I did. Like,
1: I, I... <laughs> I was chubbier when I was a kid. Okay, I, 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 me, me too. I felt me like too, the sorry. outcast. I felt mm-hmm. like the kid that my friends made fun of. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, it bummed me out to see them treat Chunk yeah. like that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. would say as my, my saving grace or excuse or whatever you want to call it for the way that Chunk is treated is that it's, like, is real. Like, I think Ray said Ch- something at the beginning of the movie about, oh, this is just, like, this is just a friend group. You know, like, this is just a... Yeah. A unique set of people with their own unique traditions, and Mm -hmm. while that's not okay, that they make him do the truffle shuffle, uh, which mouth makes him do the shuffle shuffle, and mouth is mouth is and and Mikey is is, like
3: um, (laughs) like we've we've grown up we've we're past this right yeah and mouth mouth is like very much like on the record as being like like the the bully of the group um yes who uh, you know doesn't, people, he's around, but people don't really like him that much. But. He's a, he's a chump. Yeah, yeah. He's a lot he of out. He's, he's out. mouth. Seriously.
2: He's mouth. Yeah. Um, what I will say also is that, uh, Sloth and Chunk come in at the end to save the rest of the Goonies, which made me feel good about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, th- 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 and that's the thing. They are the hero of this movie. Mm-hmm. Bar- like, absolutely. And, and, and again, I don't know if that is a total excuse, but these are the people who are lifted up and celebrated um, yeah, right. in the film, you know,
2: right? By by both us and by the film and the characters, yes, Right. which yes. is good. By the end, right?
3: So, yeah, yeah. I, I again, I I cannot look at this film without rose-colored glasses. I am I've because and I've heard <laughs> from some people who know movies that this is not a good movie, and I was like, really? This one's this
2: one's not good.
3: Um, I'm glad to hear that they're wrong. You now, here's
2: the thing: I, it's not a good movie. It's it is. Well, okay, maybe it's
1: not. Maybe <laughs>
3: you're maybe
2: you're right. I, it's I not a good see... movie. It's a, is it a good? Is it a good experience? Yes, mm, I enjoyed this... it immensely. I don't think it's a good movie.
1: <laughs> I think you're probably right. Like that's probably fair. Like you can see some big cracks showing with the filmmaking techniques mm-hmm. like time has awarded me the a little bit of perspective and, and like I said seeing how quickly they swap between delivering very stilted lines and and then sw- like swapping into like did they write lines for this right. I, I know I know specifically that the part where they all fall out of the water slide yes the water slide and then they are in a big <laughs> pool and they see the pirate ship for the first time what um, <laughs> All of their like, all of their reactions to the pirate ship were completely ad libbed. Like that was not that was yeah. not written. That was just mm-hmm. the the actors and their honest reactions. Right. Um. And it, the it, it's classically like knowing stuff like that and seeing how it's it, it's just different. It's mm-hmm. classically it is not a good movie oh what's what's the phrase like classically handsome or whatever like that you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not conventionally good looking yeah sure but it is it is a really wonderful and unique uh thing all all to
2: itself
3: i can
1: get it
2: oh i can feel a lot of heart coming from this movie and that's but that doesn't have to mean the movie's perfect or like quote-unquote well done
3: one thing I said while in the organ room is that I I use that puzzle in a lot of game creation and mm. while it doesn't feel like a perfect movie this feels like an excellent tabletop RPG <laughs> yes. 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 like even to the point of like the certain things that you know are coming like oh you're going to step here and fall down below to the floor and then yeah. all of a sudden your DM is like and now you're in front of a pirate ship and seeing the people's eyes just be like we're in front of a what like, yeah. like it is an excellently written D D campaign, um, yeah. But as a movie, I you know I, I can certainly see how it maybe doesn't doesn't follow the classic three act
1: structure or whatever is supposed <laughs> to be done. I mean, why why does the riddle rhyme in English and not Spanish?
2: That's a big deal. That's <laughs> a, big, deal. That's a big, it, big question mark, bud.
3: It always <laughs> rhymes in English every time, and then it. The one time where they read the Spanish, it's like that does not rhyme in Spanish. And f- shame on me for ever assuming that it would rhyme in English and also in Spanish. <laughs> uh,
2: that's just kid movie stuff, you know. That's just that.
3: I'm sure I... that's. I'm sure that's a trope. I'm sure that's been done before.
2: Hmm. Yeah, but it was so subtle. Like yeah. I didn't even notice it until you both mentioned it. Right. Well, it's because we've seen it.
3: Twenty-five yeah. times, and this sure, is the This
2: point. is my the, number the, one. In the beginning,
1: especially, especially before they get into the cave, like it's there's just a lot of stuff that's just like, okay, okay, I guess, <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, yeah. You hold up the doubloon from exactly where you're standing, which is not marked by anything on any map anywhere, right. and you right. see, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you see the rock and the lighthouse and the restaurant. So that means that the treasure must be near the restaurant Under
3: what is this restaurant that was ostensibly there in like 300 1400 years
2: 1400 ago or whatever it's
3: 1642 like this very
2: <laughs> modern
3: concrete restaurant uh, yeah
2: just normal stuff it's just normal stuff i i wish i played this oh, movie
1: oh and how did like one of the first scenes is um Mikey, Mikey, and Brand in in their house, and then Mouth shows up. He knocks on the door, and then a few minutes later, Chunk shows up, but he's at the gate, and they make him do the truffle shuffle to open the gate. Now, how did Mouth get inside? Because <laughs> there was this whole Rube Goldberg machine with a, it starts with a bowling ball go to, right. going down a ramp, and I, I don't remember them resetting that no, after Mouth walked no, inside. They would have had did to you replace know? the chicken
2: to make sure it was a fresh chicken that was ready to lay an egg right. in order to make it happen. <laughs> Neither of you warned me that this movie was just Rube Goldberg machines, and I thank you for that. It is Rube Goldberg the movie, and I don't know,
3: I don't think I realized how. They're it's they're and I don't know if this is possible. They're almost subtle Rube Goldberg
1: machines. They're not. They're not, Ronnie. <laughs> no, don't say that. very overt, Ronnie. I, I love I love that they're Rube Goldberg I, machines and that's one of my I favorite parts of, of this movie. When
3: I think of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I think of the Rube Goldberg machine. When I think of this, I guess I guess that's in keeping with the fact that this is 15 movies in one. Where like it the yeah, Rube really Goldberg is. machines is a part of the plot, but it is not the entire movie. Yeah. There's a pirate ship at some point. That's There's a pirate that's, ship. Honestly, what I think of when I think of this movie is Bone Organ. That is that is my bone organ. Like, touchstone of this film. I think I
2: don't know. I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna start thinking of what's her face. I don't remember her name.
1: Me I neither. Want,
3: I really? want to call
2: her Steph.
1: Steph, Steph. definitely yeah. Steph. Um. Yeah. I always just think of Andy.
3: You goody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I also might... remember tubing down the river with my family. And we would shout at one another. Hey, you guys. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. That, that is the
3: exception. That is a very quotable line. Yeah. That, that one was, they wrote
2: that and they all high-fived. <laughs>
3: We've done it. We've written the Goonies.
2: <laughs> all I right. might I'm, I might want to cosplay Steph is the thing. Yeah. Steph yeah. is a look. I'm, Steph I'm just is a saying look. that. Yeah. Steph is a look. Steph is a feel. Steph Stuff and Andy together equal my Charlie, which I am very happy that there were two. Two, not one. <laughs> two, count them. <laughs> women in this two, movie. Two girls. Two girls in this movie. I think and they almost left until a rousing speech by Mikey came about. <laughs> I think, no,
3: it doesn't. I don't know if this movie passes the Bechdel test, but it comes closer than probably a lot of movies of the time
1: yeah there are yeah. there are like cutaways like yes. like when they all find all the jewels and they're like oh god we gotta go we gotta go we gotta leave right now the fratellis are right behind us and then as like they're leaving this shot um the andy and steph stop and look at each other like oh wow i really love that necklace like, like yeah. just, just <laughs> yeah that was moment. very good <laughs> it was excellent <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
3: Thanks for thanks for thanks for inviting me to watch the Goonies again.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us. Do it
3: anytime. I don't know when it would have uh, when the next time I would have taken in this flick would have been. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hey, Ronnie, watch Goonies with me again. I'd love to. (laughs) Sounds good. Do you have an hour and a half right now? You know what? (laughs) I I might. Let me just tell my schedule to disappear. Uh it it's a good movie. It it's is. a bad movie. It's mm.
1: <laughs> It's a it's a good feeling. It, it's, it's, a a a, it's a fun
2: time. Fun time.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it's not a good movie. It's Well here, let's let me actually ask the question not cuz we don't really we don't really like to dwell on good movie bad movie here, but instead, mm. Ray, is this movie worth watching without the lens of nostalgia?
2: Yes, absolutely. All right. Watch this this not pirate ship pirate movie. <laughs> Watch um,
1: i know data said one of the most excellent things in this movie at the end he said it's all right you can't hug a photograph and while that is true i do feel i do feel like this whole experience has been a bit of a digital hug and it's been really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. so thank you guys for joining me <laughs> <laughs> thank um, you
2: Thank Y'all, you, Ray,
3: for joining Joe on his podcast mock footage. <laughs> I always thank Ray.
1: I always thank Ray for because I mean Excellent. he doesn't have to be here. He, he, this whole thing is to to so we can watch movies together.
2: I've um, learned so much more about movies. I could just be playing Animal Crossing right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm learning so much more about movies.
1: But especially, thank you, Ronnie. Where where can folks find you uh, so, on the internet and stuff?
3: Uh, people can find me uh, every Wednesday uh, with my friends Andy and Evan. Uh, We are the hosts of Ending Pending, a podcast that takes a look at TV shows that have only lasted for a single season. Uh, We find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. Um, We are every Wednesday on the Lunar Light Network there. But if you just want to follow me uh, and catch lots of uh, uh, tweets about the current state of the world and also Animal Crossing, (laughs) um, then you can follow me on Twitter at Ron of the Mill.
1: One of the best handles ever oh, conceived. You. It's very I ac- good.
3: I actually, uh, w- back when Cool Games Inc. was a thing, uh, Griffin McElroy and some nameless uh, shall mm. not be named person, um, I had gotten a submission on the show once, and Griffin McElroy said, this one's from uh, Ron of the Mill, that's a good name, on Twitter, and I I, I fluttered into, into the scene.
0: Oh,
2: wow. Oh, that was you. Oh, I remember wow. that. Yeah, I I,
3: I think I submitted. uh, The game idea was a time traveling Justin Timberlake brings sexy back in every era.
1: Oh, ah, that's that's really good, and I think maybe we should explore that.
2: We should. uh, I know some people. We could probably develop a video game. Oh, Goonies three, sexy back in time,
1: spiritual successor. We're looking at you. Yes. Um. Thank you so much for
3: having me. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, Y'all rock
1: you too no you oh and so do you listener thank you for joining us once again you can find us on twitter at mock footage except for yesterday time is weird you can find us over on artificial ghost radio so go listen to that if you want to hear all of the joe and ray cannon um
2: <laughs> it's a good episode it's a good episode i'm telling you now <laughs>
1: Uh, it's not. It's probably not a good episode of AGR, but it's it was, a
2: good episode of Ray and Joe. It's <laughs>
1: worth watching without the lens of nostalgia. I'll say that much.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was our favorite line? Oh, uh, let me get through my thank yous. Thank you so much to Haley Rose for the introduction. Thank you to Ross Gerson for the art. Thank you to Chongo for the use of "Hat of Serenity" off of the album "Hat Shop," which can be found on Bandcamp. We use that as our little lullaby at the end of every episode. So go check out the whole album. It's it's really excellent um and thanks once again to you ronnie for joining us what was our favorite line from this movie folks um
3: i mean it's hard to beat hey you guys mm-hmm. um but for some reason the uh you mentioned earlier the line where everyone says one line the let's get out of here <laughs> like <laughs> now, oh, yeah like a
2: <laughs> winks. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a fun time. That sticks with
1: me. Anything else stick out to you, Ray? Uh, Wait, no, let's just let's, not just, not try to, w- oh, let's just try to no. let just to first take we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> get this, alright? Alright, here we go. Oh no. Let's get
0: out, get out of out ah. here <laughs> out Right now. <laughs>
2: Nailed it. Got it in one. (laughs) Got in one! Send (laughs) it off, tip it off, that's what they did!
0: (laughs) Lunar Light Studio
1: Pretty, witty, and gay
0: Mm. Oh,
2: hello there! I didn't see you come in. I'm just reading Philosophical Trends in the Feminist Movement by Anuradha Gandhi. Why don't you have a seat and we'll discuss the shortcomings of Western feminism and how we can address these issues? Ch- and, Johnny,
0: I, 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 Johnny, what are I, you doing wh- in my house?
2: I, I'm, i I'm sorry. I, I, don't have a fireplace. I don't live in like a petite bourgeois like mansion with a fireplace. I have a mouth to lung setup. I was gonna look all cool. I have a smoking jacket.
0: Listen, we, we, we have to. This is an audio medium. They can't see all of this. We, if you, if you want to do a promo, why don't we just do a promo? Fine. 'Cause, you know, it's
2: sexist for me to be doing it alone anyways.
0: Hi, welcome to Calm Radical. I'm Haley Rose, and this is my co-host, Johnny Samyavati. This is an educational podcast about socialism and you. We take high concept ideas and bring them down into more easily digestible humorous bits so that you can maybe get a handle on some of these theories.
3: We go over how having
2: a materialist understanding of the world around you can help make the world a little bit brighter for you and a little bit better for everyone else.
0: We air every other Thursday only on Lunar Light Studio. So tune in, seize the means, stay calm, radical.